there's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonabello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonabello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining in on Destiny Talk today. We have done some exciting things <clears throat> in our walk with Christ and in our own personal walk, in our own personal time, we have really found out who God really is and what he wants to do in our lives. So right now we're going into the Alpha and Omega of God who is and who was the God of our salvation. He's the first and he's the last. And we just thank him today that he will reveal things to us. Everything begins with him and it ends with him. And we just thank him for that love that he gives to us. So let's pray. Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We love you, O God, as you begin to reveal yourself to us. We love you, O God, as you open up through revelation you open your heart up to us to see who you are to us personally and out in the world. We thank you right now, oh God, because we know that you will continue to help us to grow. Give us more direction. Show us how much you love us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. So as we begin to get into the Alpha and the Omega of God. You know, we want to be in his very presence. We want to know who is God and what has he promised in our lives and what is he doing with us in this day and time because we're going through so much. We're seeing so much and we just don't understand what God is doing. We're crying, we're hurting, we're Sometimes we don't have fun. Sometimes we don't have food. Sometimes we don't have direction. We have so much that is going on in our lives and it makes us wonder, where is God? It makes us wonder a lot of things. But as we continue to grow, as we continue to learn of him, we find out that we need to put him first, the beginning, and we want to end with him. We don't want to begin with self and then try to end with God. We don't want to pray to God to bless something. And we know maybe it's not his will, but find his will first and it's already blessed. You don't have to pray for the blessing, the anointing, the power, because as long as it's in his will, as long as you know, it's what he really wants you to have. And according to his word, it's an already blessed subject. It's an already blessed thing. You're going to receive it. And he is going to make sure you receive it. 
So today we want to get into Joseph um, and some of the things that he encountered, you know, with his brothers, with his situation and with God lifting him. So as we go into Genesis 45 and we know that he interpreted the Pharaoh's dream, he became the governor. So he was over the grain and stuff like that. And his brothers came to get grain because they were hungry. Jacob, you know, sent them there to go and buy grain because it was saved up and Jacob, you know, wanted them to go. So in Genesis 45, it says, then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried because every man to go out from him and there stood no man with him. While Joseph made himself known unto his brothers, uh, hold on, and he wept out loud, and the Egyptians and round the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doeth my father yet live? And his brothers could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land. And yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a prosperity in the earth and to save your lives by the great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of this of his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Haste ye and go up to my father and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me and tarry. So this is where the maturity of Joseph comes in. Because I know like when we go through things in the beginning of that process, we have blamed the physical person that was a part of it. We have gotten angry with God because he allowed it. And we get angry at ourselves because we should have known better. So the process that he went through in his life, the process David went through in his life, it's a very serious process. It's a crying process. It's a breaking down process. It's a broken process. It wasn't a luxury process. It wasn't just you wake up one morning and you're a new person in Christ. This took breaking down the flesh of old. This took breaking down and reviving into what God image is for our lives and in our lives. So you can imagine the things that you have gone through in life that has made you weep so bitterly. And then you read scriptures, you read the verses, you're praying and, and, and it's like nothing is changing. Nothing is coming towards you. It looks like everything is being pushed out of your way. I don't know if you've ever been through a case where all of a sudden, Everything in your life you lose. I had to experience that. Everything was gone. From credit to life to health to 
memory to everything just gone and all I'm doing is I'm looking up to heaven and I'm I'm not even asking questions because I'm so numb because at this point once it first start the losing process of things you're crying because those are the things that you you didn't um make them lord but you appreciated the fact that you had worked so hard to get those things you had you know made plans you was on the course you were focused and these things began to come so now you're feeling a lot of accomplishment in your life and then one day you wake up and slowly it diminishes one by one by one and at first you don't notice it because it's the small things but then the bigger things start losing and you're like well wait a minute what's going on what happened You know, I used to be this person. I used to do these things. But you haven't caught on yet that God is taking you through a process, your wilderness process. So when Joseph had the dream, telling his brothers about it, excited about what God is doing in his life. And I'm quite sure we all have done that when we get our dream and our prophetics and everything else. We're excited. We want to know more about God. We want to, you know, I'm all yours, God, I surrender to you, but you don't understand the process of what you're about to go through. And as the process began, and as the things of your flesh began that you hold so dearly to you, begins to go away. By the time it gets to a certain point, you just become numb. You don't know what to say anymore. You don't even know how to pray. You don't even know how to look at God spiritually and say you're my God. Because everything is gone. And the pain just began to get worse and worse and worse. And the tears began to get more and more. And then here comes shame. Shame is about to take you out for real. Because now everybody sees it at first it was in private that these things were happening but now God has allowed it to become open process to where now people see the process you're going through they don't know about it as far as the explanation but they see the process that you're going through whatever it may be and this is where you really hate it because when it was just you knowing it, it was okay. But now that your co-workers, family, friends, everybody know. Your dog, your cat, everybody see the process you're going through. Everybody see the brokenness that's in you. And you continue fighting because you're like, I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. you know. And then not only do you get the lower paying job, the lower title job, that's another part of your shame because now you're fighting to get back up in the places where you were everything is a fight for you praying is a fight singing praises is a fight everything becomes so serious for you that you don't know what to do and when I finally got to a place where I just became numb and I would just sit there and just look and I'm like what So then when other things began to fall out of place, I just sat there. I had no more reactions to it. And I couldn't understand why. And you know how you ask God, but you're asking a mist. You're not asking really for an answer. You're asking for a resolve. 
You're not really asking God to explain. You're asking him to fix it in your heart. It's like, I don't care how this all happened, but I just need you to fix it, God. That's all I need you to do. And when we're in that process, we're not looking at God as our protector, our savior, our Lord. We're looking at him right now as the fixer. (laughs) We're looking at him as the give it back to me. God, that's all we're focusing on is I need to have my status back. I need to be where I used to be because I worked hard to get there. I worked hard to believe that I'm able, I motivated myself. I encouraged myself to be that person. Why is everything now shattering right in front of my very eyes? And you just sit there because you can't grasp what's going on. Nor would you think that God had his hand in it because now you're only thinking the devil is the steal, kill and destroy. So now you're rebuking everything. You're praying against it. You're telling the devil to give it back to you. He can't have it. And you never went to God. You only went through the processes that you knew would get it back and have always gotten it back for you. But you still haven't questioned God about what's going on. And one day you hear something, a sermon or through a song or through a conversation and it clicks. It finally clicks through the Holy Spirit giving you those scenarios and you say or situations and you say to yourself, I need to go to God and ask him, what is this all about? And when you finally hit God with the question, it's as if he was waiting for you to come to him and ask him that question. What is going on? And I'm going to wait for your answer. Because usually when you say what's going on, it's not really a question. It's not really a prayer. It's just a, I need it back. That's the whole question of why it's going on. Is because I need this back right now, today. And you'll be like, devil, give it back to me now. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. I cast you out. I rebuke you. And you're going on and on and on. And then you'd be wondering, why is the devil taking it? What's going on with my life? Nothing happens. You don't hear anything. But the day you sit down and say, I'm not going to move until you tell me what's going on, God. And then he began to tell you what it is that he is breaking you and molding you at the same time and shaping you for destiny because you forgot that you asked him about destiny. You forgot that you asked him, what's my purpose in life? I want to know. I want to do it. And that's when everything began to shift To where you now become the image of him and not the image of yourself. So when Joseph said to his brothers, like, don't beat yourselves up. He says, haste ye and go go up to my father and say unto him, thus your son live. God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. So now he gets it. He gets it now. And we have to get it. And he told him, he said, now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me. For God did send me before you to preserve life. 
So once he got the whole revelation of why they sold him, he was okay with it. He was able to now go to his brothers and have confidence that I went through all of this, not because you sold me, not because you were against me, but because God needed me to go ahead of you to get it done. So all that process Joseph went through matured him in God and helped him look like the image of God, not the image of himself. Because when he first started out, he told the dream and he said, I and you. And now he's saying we, God. So God changes our verbiage in the process that we don't want to be a part of. He changes everything about us. And we now began to look like, talk like, sing like, walk like him. And now God can look at his creation of you and say, ah, I know you. And then the devil will look at you and say, "Uh oh, I know you. Because you, he knows that you will now have the power and the strength to stand in front of him and rebuke him. And he has to flee. It's not that sideways rebuke you and you got to go. It's not those prayers of fear. It's not those prayers of of anything else that you used to pray. Now you pray in the power and the authority that Christ left here to give to us through resurrection, through his Holy Spirit. Now you are that person in Christ. And now the spirit realm identifies you as Christ-like because you went through the process. So now your power is manifested. Now the wisdom and the knowledge and the power of the Holy Spirit and the anointing now is visible, manifested through you. You don't have to pray anymore. Bless this. You don't have to pray, pray your anointing come. Why? Because now you are Christ like walking like Christ. You are now looking like him. He created you to look like him. All of us. He created us to walk, talk and think like him. But we have to be broken from our human manly state of mind in order to get there. So he told them, "Uh, -uh, y'all don't need to take any accountability for what happened to me. Because not only did God change it for the good, but God had a purpose and a plan for it. So God wants us to stop with our tears as, as we mature and understand what's going on. What process are we actually going through? And he told him, don't be angry that you see me. Don't be angry that I'm standing before you and you can look at me and you know what you did to me. He was like, "Uh, uh-uh, don't do that to yourselves. This was a process that God took me through, not you. But he used you as the instrument to get me where I needed to be in order to help, in order to be where he wants me to be. He says, I am Joseph. And he was so hurt because even he knew what happened. But yet going through the process made him mature. Alpha and Omega. What God has started in you. He will end in you. He is our faith. He is that one. Our faith begins with him and our faith ends with him. 
put your trust and your faith in God. If you start putting your faith in with him, by the time the process is over, you have so much solid relationship, so much solid faith, so much solid words through him. And now you know how to go to him because we always read how the prophets were so powerful. You know, when they lifted up the hand of Mo, the, the arms and hands of Moses, they were winning. How is that even possible? How do you take a table and, and consume things and there's water on it? How? Because you grow in Christ. How do you defeat a whole army? How do you know when God says, go, I am with you in a battle and you just go and win? How do you know the maturity and the growth process that you must go through of killing the flesh and being more like Christ? Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He who is and who was is fighting for you the first and the last. And as he is alpha and omega in your life, he gives you revelation. He will allow you to go into his secret place. He will allow you to know him on a personal level. Then you will be able to say that you are friends with God. That you are not just the creation, but you and God are friends. He wants us in that place. So now that Joseph understands his process, he has forgiven his brothers, having thought any more about them, putting him and doing all of that to him. So if you look back over your life, and you had some very, very horrible things that happened to you, very horrible, whether it be through family, co-workers, or whatever, just horrible. If you want to write them down or you know what, you probably don't even have to write them down because you remember them in your mind as if they happened an hour ago. You sit there and you process it and say, give me revelation, God, of why. And then teach me. Teach me, Lord, through this process that you're taking me through. Whether it be you're going through depression right now. You're going through rape, molestation. You're going through something with your pastors, your ministers, your children, being in school, at work, whatever it is that you are going through a process with. God wants you to know he is there in that process. Even with Job, he was right there. And Job was like, I know my God. And I know what he will and will not do. I know my God. And they were like, no, this had to be sin. And Job said, no, I know God. And that's what we want to be able to say when we're going through something. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, God. Where you at in all this? What's the, what you doing in all this, God? Because I know you. And I know when you see sin, you deal with it. And you send us through a process to heal us from it. Take it away from us. God, where's your hand in all of this? The devil we know he's to steal, kill, and destroy. I get it. But God, where are you fighting? And I know you're fighting for me. I know you're right there protecting me. I know you're not going to let the devil get too far in this. You're going to make him flee. But what, what are you doing? What's the process, God, that I need to learn? Teach me, God, 
through this process, whatever it is I need to know. I'm not going to run away. I'm going to let you be my beginning and my end in this process. Because if I do that, I'm coming out successfully. But if I keep putting my hand in the process, God, I know I'm going to stay in this process until I get it. So tell me, oh God, what is it that I need to know in this process through you? Because obviously this may be a weakness for me. Through you, God, how do I stand? And he will give us revelation of who he is in our process. And why we took this route to get to the process. Because my process was always about me. My hands did it. Even though I never said it, I felt it. Oh, my plan worked. Now I'm promoted to this. Okay, now my plan worked. Now I got my raise. Okay, now my plan worked. Now I'm able to buy the house. And the, the it wasn't the plan that was messed up. It was my thinking that was messed up. God was my protection. He was my God. He was the one that I worshipped, but I never went to him about my processes because they were working so well, I didn't have to consult God about them. But then there came a day that I had to learn God. I had to learn who he was in me or is in me. That I need to put him in my process and stop doing my own processes because God's are, it's better. So once I have learned how to consult God, to talk to God, hey, God, you know, I really want to do blah, blah, blah. You know, teach me what is the pro- what is your process for this? How do you think I should or how do you know I should go about this? Um, because I do have some ideas, but God, I want to know what you're process is concerning this or if it's even something you would want me to do and as we begin to talk to him and allow him to come in in that process of what we're thinking we want to do he will let us know how to do it and how to be successful Um, but we try to we tend to try to get man's favor we try to do everything that we know how to do to get that process completed but God is saying some of the processes that you do is not even necessary because once his blessing is on it it cancels out so many of our processes that we think we need to do versus God's process. So we want to make sure that we understand Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, first and last. Our faith needs to be Him. Our faith is Him. Our wisdom is Him. The Word of God is where we start. And the word of God is where we end. The work that he has started in us, he is going to finish it. But we have to be the ones to release ourselves to him for him to do the work. Because if we're still holding on to it, we're going to be in that process until we get it. So I had to finally get it and understand God. Is the one I need, not my thinking, not my man, my man-made wisdom, but the wisdom of God. It goes so much further. He loves us so much, and He will never leave us, nor will He forsake us. He may come in the eleventh hour, but He's coming. As long as we look at Him as Alpha and Omega, as long as our hearts process that He is Alpha and Omega, and we are not. Our processes are not. We don't have the capacity, the faith, the knowledge to do 
anything above what God has already planned for us. So this week, we want to go before the Lord and say, God, what is your process in this? Where is your hand in this, oh God? Because I want to do your will and not mine. Because my will will come out with more of I than you. And I will thank me, but I'm really need to be thanking you. So we want to focus this week on making sure that when we want to buy a car or we want to make decisions, have answers to questions, go to God first. Find out what he's thinking. Find out what he wants you to do and how he wants you to do it. Guaranteed you'll be successful with Christ. Alpha and Omega. And those are in Revelations 1 and 8. He says, I am Alpha and Omega. Um, So let's walk in the presence of God and become like him. So that we're not just shooting out air saying, devil, I rebuke you. Devil, I I diss you. Anything we can say to the devil to get him to get off of our case. To get off the, you know, leave us alone. Give me back my money, devil. You know, stop doing this to me, devil. I rebuke you. And God has given us the power for that. But the power is through him, not through our words. The power is through his word, his power, his anointing. So we have to stop in fear rebuking the devil but in power through revelation of the word of God and walking in his spirit that's how we rebuke him and that's how he flees because when we draw the line in the sand and Jesus is with us he got to go but when we draw the line in the sand and it's us alone he gonna look at us like who are you Jesus I know (laughs) so we want him to see Jesus beside us when we rebuke him Alpha and Omega is standing beside them. So I got to go. That's what the devil will say. We got to flee. Let's retreat because I see Jesus. I see Jesus in them, not just beside them, but he is in them. And that's where we want him. We want Jesus in us and the devil will flee and he'll get up off of you. He may do it just for a season because, you know, like he did Jesus, he came back. He's Like, okay, let's, let's try it this way because obviously the way that I tried didn't work. So we're going to go another route with this thing so we want to always be prepared through christ to begin to let the devil know that it's alpha and omega in our lives and not we ourselves so i thank you right now i give god praise glory and honor for what he's doing and helping us to grow and gaining wisdom through him because we want to hold on tight to him and not we ourselves So I thank you right now. Have a wonderful, blessed day or night, wherever you may be. And just be encouraged that he's with you. Be encouraged that he's going to dry your tears. Be encouraged that he's holding you and giving you a hug right now. Letting you know that all is going to be well. Just as he fed Elijah, he will feed you with money, with anything that he knows you need. But he asked Elijah to get rest first then we can continue with the journey so sometimes God will allow us to get that rest that we need before we continue the journey but have a great and wonderful weekend goodbye